The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Hello, everyone. Happy Halloween weekend. This is one of my favorite times of the year, and I have a really special episode today because I have two really badass women who I was lucky enough to meet almost a year ago to the day when we were, yes, when we were in Salem and we got to go to House Witch and we did like a walking tour and we did tarot workshop, and I just was like really feeling in my element. So I have on Erica Feldman. And Melissa Nyerman, two badass women from Salem, badass witches, I will add. So welcome. Hello. Thank you. We're thrilled to be here. This is our first podcast together, so we're very excited. You really are like a power couple. <laughs> Thank you. You got powers. So I just kind of want to start really at the beginning with y'all. And I, I don't know if it's your introduction to the occult and the spiritual realm or what your first kind of experiences were with it or what drew you to it? I definitely have been interested in the occult and witches and witchcraft. I mean, for as far back really as I can remember, like my favorite, one of my favorite movies when I was a kid was The Worst Witch. And like, I just wanted to be in a witch school with like a cat in my satchel. Um, And then, you know, sort of as I got older and like, could read. I was always really drawn to books about, you know, tarot and moons and stuff like that. And so then when I was a teenager and the craft came out um, and I just like, I loved the aesthetic. I loved the whole idea of like having powers. I love, like, I just, I loved the girl gang of it all. And so that kind of really solidified like, okay, like I am into witches, into witchcraft. I was definitely like a teenage Wiccan. But I think like the important thing about that part of my background is that I was kind of turned off by Wicca because just as a kid in like a working class suburb of Illinois, I could never like find all of the different like tools and candles and herbs and stuff like that, that, you know, was called for to do spells. And so I sort of fell away from it for a while. And, um, you know, so what's ended up happening now that I have my store, House Witch, is that I really try to, you know, give my customers a kind of witchcraft where um, you don't have to get so specific and you don't have to really have any tools if, if you don't have any available to you. But that sort of jumps ahead. So basically then I, I ended up, <laughs> I ended up uh, studying witches and witchcraft in grad school. Uh, so that is why I moved out to Salem was for grad school. And then I like to joke that I opened the store because I ran out of jobs to quit because that is kind of the honest <laughs> truth of it all. The academic job market wasn't really what I thought it would be when I went into grad school. So when I came out, it was, you know, uh, pretty bleak. And, uh, you know, so eventually then a few years later, um, I opened the shop and, and it's been, you know, quite a ride. And it happened to be, you know, it, it's this really crazy kind of web um, but I've managed to catch like 
now like my best friends and just like really cool people and my wife because Melissa and I actually met at the store um, at a new moon meditation. We love a new moon and we got married under the new moon um, as well. So I will, and that will be a good segue <laughs> to you uh, talking about Melissa. I do feel like I was caught. I like, never imagined that I would ever live in Salem or like have a witch for a wife. And what's so funny is like, I actually also love the craft and had a super crush on Nev Campbell. So that was my like, that's when I really got into witches was through Nev Campbell. But Erica, you kind of look like Nev Campbell. No, I know. No, I think I was just getting ready for her. That's so funny that you picked up on that. But um, yeah, so I, I actually, I haven't been into like witchcraft as long as you. Like I started really kind of calling myself a witch after I met Erica. But I was really into different forms of kind of like psychicness and tarot and um, meditation and kind of approached it from that way. I definitely, I had a stepmother who was really into taking us to psychics and we had like a little like tarot room and I kind of have to kind of credit her for getting into that. But I think my definition of like the occult and my understanding of it has like totally shifted, like especially since meeting Erica and just kind of boring it for myself because, you know, we're really kind of taught so many different stereotypes about what the occult means, you know? And um, I think a lot of kind of like growing up and kind of becoming more yourself is kind of erasing um, a lot of those stereotypes and kind of owning it for yourself. So I think that's a lot of what um, we do together. You really don't take anything for granted that like the world has to look a certain way. Whereas I think that I, the unlearning aspect of mm-hmm. like sort of, I think our approach to witchcraft is huge. And it really is just about like taking apart all of these things that I think a lot of people think are like set in stone and this is how the world works and this is how energy works and this is what mm-hmm. the science and this is what sorcery and, you know, and we kind of unpack that and say like, you know, for me coming from the historical perspective of like, okay, well, who made up those tools and like, are they people that I would subscribe to the <laughs> now? And, but I think Melissa even takes that a step further and can really see just an alternative reality almost, I would say. And I think that's why she's such a good psychic. That's really cool. So, but Melissa, are you, you're a clairvoyant, right? Yeah. And I actually went through, it's funny how I like started calling myself that because I'm usually like pretty reluctant to call myself anything. You know, I I think I was like dating women for like five years before I called myself a lesbian. But yeah, I, I've been calling myself a clairvoyant and I think that's just one of the senses that I tap into. And I think we all have, you know, access to subtle energies and, and psychic energies way more than we know. And so I actually went through a training program. Like I went to basically like clairvoyant, like grad school. They have tons of them. And actually the one I went through, it's called um, Envision in Chicago and um, your friend, Christopher, he was like the education director at the time. And um, I kind of got hooked up with that. But um, yeah. Like a day in clairvoyant school look like. A lot like Hogwarts. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm totally. We all wore capes and wands. <laughs> and I mean, it's so funny because it's like basically, it was online. But it was so cool because it was basically like psychics or people that um, you know, feel like they could sense energy um, and are very sensitive to it. Because I personally believe that everybody is psychic. So it's just people that were really kind of drawn to developing that skill and that muscle. 
And um, yeah, we'd have like online classes and we'd read for each other. But um, it was really cool. We would have like, I'd be reading for someone's energy that's in Japan. That's like now too. I've like read for people in the Philippines and France and, and it's like, you can still tap into people's energy. So we really are so much more kind of connected than we think we are, you know? So I think we're learning that through Zoom and stuff too, though. You know, now that we have to connect in that way. I want to talk about food. Well, specifically cooking. Because in our house, Tom's a chef. He thrives in the kitchen where I just merely survive. But I have found a way to fake it. And that is with Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're vegan, vegetarian, paleo, keto, there's something for literally everyone. And I want to tell you why I love it so much. It makes cooking at home so easy. You pick out your meals for the week. The box comes with everything you need. All the ingredients are pre-measured, perfectly proportioned, and mostly prepped. So besides a little slicing and dicing, there's not much to do. And in 30 minutes, you're going to have like a gorgeous, delicious meal that you can't believe that you were able to cook. And Green Chef, their expert chefs are doing all the work before, the grocery shopping, the meal planning, the, and most of the prep work. So that's great for me because I know I'm completely lost when I go into a grocery store and I'm trying to figure out how to shop to prepare meals. I just, I cannot do it. And Green Chef just delivers every single time. Oh, we love it. So I'm going to be able to save you some money on your order. So if you go to greenchef.com slash YGLM80 and use my discount code YGLM80, Eight zero, you're going to get $80 off across four boxes and free shipping on your first box. That is such a steal. Imagine the money you will save by cooking at home and feeling great about it. So go to greenchef.com slash YGLM80, discount code YGLM80, $80 off across four boxes and free shipping on your first box and enjoy. As a parent, do you ever wish someone could just whisper some realistic and trustworthy support in your ear and not make you feel awful for not having all the answers? Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm Dr. Aliza Pressman, developmental psychologist, parent educator, clinical professor, and I'm a mom. My goal is to make your parenting journey less overwhelming and a lot more joyful. Please join me every Friday for new episodes of Raising Good Humans. I have such a love-hate relationship with Zoom. I mean, I'm so grateful it exists because just never being able to do any kind of face-to-face would be really difficult. But like, it's just, I crave being like in the presence of people and not just through a screen. It feels different. Yeah. (laughs) I want to talk a little bit about Salem because I know so many people are so curious about it. I know I, like last year when I went was my first time and I just... It's, it is really a magical place. Like it has such a, a vibe to it and it really is like which city. So what is a, a day in a life for somebody who's like a practicing witch, we'll call it, in Salem? What does that look like? <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of different days. Yeah, you know, we live right downtown and, so, you know, I like, I have cute witch boots. I walk on cobblestones to work. The cop cars have which is on them, the high school uh, mascot is the witches. So, you know, it's cool because Salem is really special in that it's really 
one of the only places in the world that like celebrates the mm-hmm. rich. Um, and so, you know, as a rich, it's, it definitely is nice to feel held by where you live and that you, you know, can definitely be unabashedly witchy. We probably like at least look like some of the, the more normal people in town. Like, like quote unquote normal. <laughs> you know, just to feel, you know, that we're surrounded by so many like-minded people um, is really great. And not just on the witchcraft front, but, you know, Salem's a really progressive town in terms of like, you know, LGBTQ, you know, awareness and protections. You know, we've got like several crosswalks painted rainbows, like I think all year round, not just in the You know, it's a progressive place in general. And it's really cool because it is like a bubble, right? Where it's like, I almost kind of forget when I leave or when I see people that are like from Idaho and like they don't have communities that are like, oh, you know, it's like literally, it's like, imagine like if you're like a witch and you, you know, kind of been practicing on your own and then all of a sudden you get here and it's like witch everything, you know, and you can really kind of, um, people that are kind of like out and proud and, and really open about practicing magic. And we have so many different forms of witchcraft being practiced. There's tons of places in the world and in this country that, you know, you can't openly call yourself a witch or you can't practice these types of things. And so it really is so meaningful for people that, you know, that's extra. I think that adds to sort of how magical it feels mm-hmm. when you're here. Oh, yeah. You can kind of get just lost in the sauce there of like all things witchy and it's, it's, it's pretty cool. But I mean, okay. I, I think the name, witch, the term, everything that comes along with it is still very stigmatized. And I think people think it's like evil or bad or taboo or whatever it may be. But I don't think, I think what they're missing is that it's, it's really not that and because there are so many different practices and you, when we were, we were there, you introduced us to many of those things. Look at what I have. Oh, I have a, it's DIY witchcraft, but it's no, it's such a good resource because I mean, obviously I want to talk about some of these things um, in just a little bit, but just in terms of just how practical witchcraft can be, it's a really positive thing. And just for like yourself and your own, you know, relationship and energy and, and intentions that you want that, that is technically the work and the practice. So what are some of your like rituals or practices that you do like daily or that you just like can't live without? Hmm. For me, I have a lot of, I mean, I think we both have different ones and um, I definitely like always have to pull my tarot cards and every day day I have a little, like um, my little like heart quarter. That's what we call it. And it has all my like decks and all my crystals. It has a lot of um, pillows and stuff, but um, yeah, I always pull for myself and it's just a really important time to just kind of check in with myself and that's all it is. You know, I'll pull like lesson for the day, energy to bring, you know, and that's just kind of like, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to pay attention to. This is what I'm going to, you know, look out for. I don't always listen, but <laughs> it's just nice to kind of remind yourself that you're living a life that's beyond just mundane reality, that you are the spirit in a body, that you're here doing something bigger. And I think especially with so much kind of going on now and it feels so stressful. It's just such an important thing to just tap into your own energy. It's like, we have so many people telling us like what's true and what's not. Yeah. Just being really clear on that. So that's, that's my like main one. I have a lot of other, I mean, you know, the part of house, which is like, you know, sort of showing that, you know, everything can be a spell, you know, um, your outfit can be a spell, like your nail polish. I mean, I totally wait, how, can you explain how your outfit can be a spell? Because that's, <laughs> I like that. No, of course. Right. I mean, 
stuff that you probably already do, probably like a lot of people already do it. And it's just about sort of having the intention around it. But it's like color magic. You know, you can, if you are wanting to, you know, throw out some extra confidence energy throughout the day, what is something yellow? Yellow connects to your solar plexus, which is sort of the center of your, you know, confidence. You're literally your center. I wear black mode. <laughs> I was going to say, what, is, what does black mean? Because that's usually where I gravitate. It's like, don't look oh, at me. Black, black, no, totally. <laughs> and the thing is, it's not even about like the color, like red means this, orange means this. It's really about your relationship with the color. And so whatever you want your intention to be. So you're like, today I want to be yeah. like a super badass. Yeah. So I'm going to wear my hat that makes me feel like a super badass. And that's you why know? I say it's like stuff that people already do. Yeah, right? I mean, like you have a favorite outfit, like you have a power outfit, right? You know, that's or the best. get laid outfit, yeah, or the, that's like a spell. That's a get laid spell. Yeah. So, so, so many people now are realizing that they're actually practicing witchcraft. I like one of my big practices. Like, take we sell these amazing, um, like witch potions, basically that are tinctures or um, essences of different plants and gems. Um, I take like three or four a day. Um, <laughs> and they're all for different things. The ones I'm taking now are called Apocalypse Potion. So dealing with this current moment, it's definitely the medicine of the moment. Void Vision, which is all about just being able to see sort of like what, like if you're in the void, you, you kind of have no idea what's going on, which again, I think is the medicine for this moment in time yeah. crystals too oh we got crystals everywhere and i get and i have some jewelry that has crystals in it right now i'm wearing a citrine moon and uh well uh herkimer diamond because that's our wedding <laughs> so that's another way to like infuse like just kind of effortlessly multitask is to you know get some jewelry with stones that whole meaning for you and again just like melissa was saying with the colors it's like you know that's a great place to start I think is going with like the traditional you know you can definitely look up color magic you can look up all these crystals or what they mean and that's a great place to start but at the end of the day like you can also decide if that is what that feels like to you mm-hmm. or not you know um and go with whatever you really you know vibe with and that's about like tapping into your intuition where you're like if I pick up the stone I'm like oh I like like how this makes me feel I'm going to put it in my pocket where I want to put this over here and that's going to have this meaning for me. And it's, it's just like little ways of tapping into your intuition and you're, you know, it's very empowering, you know, that I can kind of like shift my life in different ways. I always have them in like my purse or like somewhere like near me or something. So when I go out into the world, I'm like protected, but yeah, no, I feel like, but I feel like comforted with it. I feel safe. And so if that's, you know, that's all it takes. And you're setting that intent and you're like, I want to be protected. I'm not letting bullshit in. Yeah. You know? And so that's just, you know. Yeah. Certain crystals wearing them will have certain things. But then I want to talk about crystals like in your house. Mm. I feel like so many, so many people are on the crystal train and they're like, oh, they're so pretty. But I think not understanding like how to get the most out of it in placement and like how to really, how to really use them to the best of their powers (laughs) and abilities. Yeah, and I think, you know, again, like, it's just something you kind of have to, you know, intuit, but, you know, again, like, I have a bunch of crystals on my nightstand that are, you know, I I just, and again, I just gravitated towards this, I, they're all sort of in the purple pink family, which is, you know, good for, like, connecting to, like, psychicness, 
um, and stuff like that. And that wasn't necessarily intentional because I don't even remember my dreams most of the time. It wasn't something I was necessarily trying to do. It's just sort of like what felt right um, for that space. Now, on the flip side of that, like something like pyrite, which is actually my favorite mineral, which is it's full gold and it's another one that connects your solar plexus. So it's really good for manifestation and confidence and stuff like that. Um, I always have some of that on my desk for that reason, you know, and that is sort of the textbook definition of like what it's good for. But I, you know, that feels aligned to me as well. We have black tourmaline in all the corners of the shop. Um, again, just to kind of like give it a protective, like, you know, barrier or boundary around it. So it's definitely like, you know, all of this stuff is one part intuition and then, you know, one part like do some research and, 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 and look at what, you know, people recommend. It's truly not hard to find a, a good crystal book these days, um, you know. Does it, does the advice vary based on the person? So there's not like, there's not textbook, like you should have rose uh, court only in your bathroom on the north. Yeah, right, right. A lot of people want to believe there's a lot of rules, yeah, you know, and people are very that, afraid. I think, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a really, really good point, you know, because people always kind of ask more like, well, what should I do with this, you know? And we're always just sort of like, well, what do you want to do with it? Yeah. Because that's the beauty of, to me, you know, and that's why I think a lot of people who may feel like outsiders or, you know, kind of misunderstood or like drawn to this lifestyle because it actually, yeah, it, it is a like DIY um, kind of adventure. You know, you really can make up the meaning for yourself and, and you should. Mm-hmm. That being said, you know, there are definitely like stones that are popular rose quartz for self-love. And, and I say self-love. A lot of people say like for love magic, but I think that love magic starts and ends with self-love because, you know, if you are really giving yourself the love and attention that you need, like that's going to make you that much more attractive to other people. But, and like amethyst is, we kind of call it like the all-purpose healer, you know, so there are definitely ones that just like, I think they just have more common, um, they're just more commonly known and their uses are more commonly known because they're just more common. Or on my headboard, like above my head, by sleep, I have uh, kyanite. I mean, the thing with crystals is they're just, um, all of them just give out a different vibration. And, you know, we're, we're made of vibrate. We all have our own vibrations too, which is why you're like, Ooh, that person has bad vibes. You know, it's like, we literally vibrate at different. So it's almost like, like each individual crystal, um, is vibrating at it in a different tone or and in a different way. So it's like kind of like feeling what that vibration does to your vibration. You know, you're like interacting, like they they are beings in themselves. And I think that's important with, especially because everybody's like, oh, I'm going to go out and like buy a ton of crystals and I'm going to heal myself. You know, and you're like, well, they're like allies and they, you know, they'll, they'll bring some vibrations into you, but it's like, it's really up to you to kind of shift. But at the same time, you just want to be mindful that you're not just getting crystals to get them. And you really don't need huge pieces. Something I talk about in House Magic that I think is like, my, which is my book, which is, a really great way to harness the healing properties of crystals without actually needing to have them physically is to make a gem essence. And it's so easy. And there's, there are the instructions on how to do it in my book, but it's really, really easy. And then you can take that essence, which is just basically crystal vibration water, 
and add it to anything you want. You can drink it if you want. You can, you know, we have a line of cleaning products that's made with crystal essences. Um, and so that way then you can even like, instead of getting your friends like their own rose quartz, like you could make them a rose quartz essence mm-hmm. and then they would have that without having the actual stone. I like that idea. Well, and so much of witchcraft is about intention and valuing the earth and its beings. And so, you know, you don't want to just start hoarding crystals right. as just like another <laughs> thing to collect, you know, like you really want to like value them. And, yeah. yeah. I didn't have any crystals. I'd never bought any crystals before I came to your shop and I got I think I got like four or five that I really like thought were special and I like have them all you know in their little spots I visit them every day <laughs> and say so, but no okay so I want to I'm glad that you brought up because I want to talk about your book house magic and sort of like your work that you like to do and would you say connecting to the material or just in your space the book for me is you know, this this thing called House Witch is this, like, really funny kind of intersection of, like, witchcraft and interior decorating. <laughs> um, and which is just kind of an intersection in me personally. Um, but I do think that sort of as a sensitive person or a, an empathic person, and again, I also believe that everyone is, is an empath and it's just about, you know, how you kind of either encourage that in your life or not. But as a kid, that was very anxious, probably because of being extra sensitive and empathic. I really could connect to spaces. And I really felt like if I could, you know, sort of make a space look and feel a certain way that like it would sort of make me feel better and and more comforted and and everybody else as well. Um, And so I just kind of like, did my own sort of amateur training as a decorator, I suppose you would say, via like design blogs while I was like in college and in grad school. And and the idea of like mixing that with magic, not just in terms of, you know, being able to change like the unseen nature of a space, but also because I was like pretty broke my whole life and um, <laughs> didn't have the money to just be able to say like, this is how I want this to look. And now I'm going to spend the money to make it happen, you know? So we had to be resourceful in all sorts of different ways. And um, that's sort of how it all came together um, to form House Witch. And then, you know, I ended up making these spell kits. That's how I started. That's how the money-making part of House Witch started. And it was based on six different ideas that I think that each space that you should kind of tend to in each space, which is, you know, first of all, like manifesting a space that is ready for you feels good for you. I think a lot of people don't take into account, you know, how much something like natural light can like completely change the way you live. And then clearing the energy of the space, um, you know, which you should do sort of like when you move in and then periodically just to make sure that you're, you know, clearing out any kind of old energy, any kind of like fights with your spouse or, you know, and do you recommend when you clean space, would you say, because I know there's a lot of debate around using sage and people suggest palo santo as an alternative Mm. palo santo is like also being over harvested unfortunately and you know i mean i personally like i use smoke clearing from time to time and and i think you know the big issue around sage is well i mean there's a lot of big issues around sage indigenous people who have used sage in their ceremonies 
they're the ones that grow it and tend it and harvest it in ways so that it doesn't become overharvested, so that it doesn't harm the environment, so that you know it can keep growing. And so one of the things that has happened is with the, the increase in demand, you know, we're just harvesting a lot more. And when you think about sort of corporations doing mm. that and companies, you know, again, that aren't really like ethical now coming in and taking this resource that's so sacred to this people. And, you know, it's worth mentioning that, you know, Native Americans weren't even allowed to burn sage. You know, it was like illegal for them to practice this like ceremony. And meanwhile, you know, white folks and, and, and other folks are, are doing it. And then what I'll say, though, is that, like, I personally feel like a human person, you know, burning a leaf of sage in their life every once in a while. And again, you really don't need one of these huge sticks or, or bundles. You know, you can truly do a totally decent space clearing with like a very small amount of any burnable herb. That situation is not as problematic as say, even me making a bunch of money off of selling sage, um, or even if you want to go one step further, something like Urban Outfitters mm-hmm. making a bunch of money on stuff like this, you know, I, I don't personally think, you know, but as a white person, it's truly not even my place to say at all. But from where I sit as sort of a witch store owner that does not sell these things anymore because of the harm that it causes in various different ways. If somebody has like gifted you sage and you feel called to use it again, like that's not really the big problem. The big problem is these really big, you know, distributors coming in and and making a bunch of money because I have to tell you, like the margins are great on stuff like that. You know, like it really is something that you can make a lot of money off of. And that's why a lot of different places are doing it. But again, really pretty problematic. What would you recommend for like a really great space cleaning practice that doesn't involve burning anything maybe, or maybe a candle or what, what do you think is the most ethical, sustainable way if you want to cleanse your space, how to do it? Yeah, we love sound. I love sound. So I love a bell. I love a bell. We do sell like a space clearing bell kit and, um, and there is a bell included in it, but you can clap your hands. You can bang pots and pots and dance together and I mean I also love to clear a space by dancing so just putting on music and dancing around my space with the intention of you know clearing space isn't just about moving energy out it's also about keeping it in movement because really when you start to get blocked energy is where you have an issue it's like I don't really have like haunted ass people coming into my house all the time so I'm not super worried about like clearing that out but you know sales stagnant stuck energy, absolutely, I want to get that out. So you can kind of shake it up just by dancing around your space, clapping, singing. Yeah. And it really is just about putting your own energy and like you said, getting it into movement because it's like your your space, and this is something I really learned through Erica, is your space really is a reflection of what your energy is. And that's part of like when you're like intentionally moving things around and intentionally clearing it, you're also like clearing yourself, you know? So it's it's really like that in itself is such a magical kind of process. It's not like, yeah, it's not like your bedroom is not going to be affected by how you're feeling or old patterns. So if you want to like, if you're like, okay, I'm like changing, I'm like becoming a different person, but you haven't cleared your bedroom, you're still in your old stuck energy. 
And so even though maybe you've moved on, you're like around that old energy all the time. And so it really can be such an important part of the process. And I think like just having people be aware of energy. Um, a lot of times it's like when you are experiencing things like anxiety or depression, or a lot of times it's because you are in this old stuck energy or you pick them up like other people's energy. Like you are literally running other people's energy through you. It creates a feeling of I'm unsure. I don't know. And it doesn't feel right in your body. So it's like being in your own energy and doing things to clear it. Or it's, it's really powerful, you know? And I mean, people's energy is so intense right now. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. But wait, Erica, you said something. And I, and I, this might be like a question that I'm sure you get, but just in terms of energy and you've brought up evil spirits or ghosts, what is, what would your interpretation of that be? Like ghosts, spirits, like, it's so funny because we literally we just started something it's called channeled and it's uh um, basically like witch tv for a new paradigm and we're literally putting out a video about what is the ghost like tomorrow (laughs) how do people watch that it's on um it's on the house which website which is housewithstore.com and it's our friend erica lee who is a fantastic amazing incredible medium and so, yeah, she gives a little primer from, you know, a medium perspective on what is a ghost. And, you know, for me, that, that is the next sort of chapter in House Magic is about protection. And it's interesting because I don't really experience energy in the form of ghosts, I don't think. But I do think that it's, it's really important for me to feel protected. So I think it's like one of these things that like, I don't really have to know what I'm protecting against. I just need to, I just need to know that I have a sort of protective boundary around me. I think the like main thing to know about when you're talking about protection or ghosts or, you know, bad entities is just to know that like you're in charge of your space and that nothing can harm you. I mean, I don't even want to say if you, don't let it. I mean, nothing can harm you. And, and, and an important thing is just to stake your claim in your space and just say, this is my space. You know, if it's friendly ghosts, you can say, this is my space. You're allowed to exist here, um, but you're not allowed to harm, you know, anyone here. If it's an energy you just absolutely don't want, you know, then all you have to do is say, um, this is my space and I no longer want you here. Uh, a friend of ours gave me a trick that I have in the book, which is to just find, you know, if you're, if you're trying to get rid of an energy or you really think there is like a very specific kind of like ghost, um, find a vessel, could be a coffee mug, could be a little tiny house, whatever you want, put it outside of your home and you tell the ghost that's where you live now. And you're not allowed to come back in here. You can go and, and you can get specific. You can say, you need to, you know, open your living room window and say, I've opened the window. You need to leave through that window. You can exist in this coffee cup outside the yard or whatever you feel like you need to be here. But authority, I think, is really the name of the game with protection. And then, you know, there are, are of course, other things that you can do. You can, you know, you can put stones in, in different corners. And, and honestly, like, you know, we do a boundaries and protection ritual at my shop for the shop because things get really wild in Salem in October. So uh, in September every year, we do a boundaries and protection ritual. And, you know, so much of that is just visualization, just visualizing, you know, a safe space. So that's really important. And yeah, and if you are interested in what an actual yeah. medium who like 
talks to the spirits from beyond, uh, definitely check out our website. Can I give us a teaser? Sure. I mean, one of the most interesting things you said is like, you know, a lot of times we think of ghosts as having like consciousness, that it's like a being that's there. But a lot of times what she was saying is it's actually like an energetic imprint, that it's actually a pattern of being that, for example, if like someone spent their entire life doing this like one thing, like they were a janitor and they were just, you know, always like doing the same rounds over and over, that even though they're like gone and maybe like onto another life or whatever it is, their their pattern of their energetic pattern is still there and so you can still come in contact with it so when we were in um lilydale new york last year which is an entire town i've heard about lilydale and oh that i feel like this is a conversation for another time because it'll be way longer yeah tell me to tap into um my maternal grandmother who i never met um and really wanted to start connecting with her a little bit more and so I asked this medium to tap into that energy. And literally what she got was sweeping. She's like, I'm getting this. I'm, I'm just seeing, you know, the sweeping motion. I'm seeing a broom. You know, kind of what we deduced from this is that, you know, my grandmother was like a little OCD. Uh, <laughs> very into cleanliness, specific way. And I was like, well, that makes a ton of sense, right? But so, you know. Next time, if you get psychic readings, you know, pay attention to like what they're picking up on because mm-hmm. it's it's that kind of energetic imprint stuff, you know. And I think it's it's less like my grandmother like sitting next to the medium on the couch, you know, and more just like she can pick up on you know those patterns that were you know really strong in in my grandmother's energy. Um, That's it's still really there. Cool. Well, okay. Speaking of ghosts or afterlife or whatever you want to call, it, <laughs> I want to talk about the past life readings that you do, Melissa, because I fully believe in past life. I feel like I'm like Mm. on maybe five. This is not my first go at things. So explain like kind of like what it is and how you read that. And if you have Mm. any, if you yourself have any stories of past lives or anything interesting you found out from that. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I've been learning so much about just reality (laughs) and like how reality works by reading other people's past lives. And, um, you know, what I believe and what I've kind of been seeing through my readings is that, you know, we're all here um, basically using the earth as like a school that we're all, you know, up in the spirit realm that within the spirit realm, we're very kind of connected and we all feel like we're one. And then we come down here and we kind of agree like, okay, I'm going to take over this body. This this body is going to be full of all these weird patterns from my father, from my grandparents, from my ancestors. It's going to have all these interesting quirks. It's going to look a particular way. And that's going to be my vehicle to learn. And all the people in my life are actually other spirits that have also chosen to come down and basically be mirrors for each other to work together. It's like we're all pupils. And so even when you have someone in your life that's like a super trigger and it seems like you know they're doing you harm, it's like sometimes, um, you know, you're actually working together to learn. And obviously that can get very complex, <laughs> but, you know, understatement. But um, it's interesting because it's like, I found that people come down and we have, you know, particular lessons that we're here learning. And when we think about, you know, our life's purpose, you know, we're kind of taught through capitalism that our life's purpose is to start a yoga retreat or whatever, you know, whatever it is. But a lot of times it's like to learn humility 
or to get over my, you know, fear of being seen or, you know, to work through this, basically coming into alignment with who you are as a spirit. And I think that's all we're here to do is to become truer versions of ourselves and overcome a lot of these obstacles that, you know, we've, we've chosen to kind of bring to ourselves, you know, through our bodies and through our families. So, and I read them clairvoyantly for the most part, and you can tap into this different ways, but within our bodies, we actually have inner aura. So I should just say what our aura is. <laughs> so we all, I was talking, you know, we're all kind of made of energy and we have an energetic kind of like orb around us that's the reflection of our energy centers. And within that, we have pictures and memories from this lifetime, but then all these other lifetimes. And so I'm actually looking at pictures within your aura and memories from other lifetimes. So even though you don't like maybe consciously remember, like, you know, being a seamstress or like whatever it was you were in a different life or um, a lot of times you'll, when you kind of get in contact with that life, like it will actually bring up like real emotions. Like you'll have memories. And a lot of people like, can clear a lot of stuff in their lives by looking at where they've already been and realizing that they've already done this before. You know, they've already like had that pattern before. And so it's like in the same way that a lot of times in our lives, we'll repeat the same thing again and again. You're like, why do I keep dating that type of person? Or why do I, you know, whatever it is, it's just a learning process. So I, I do think we repeat a lot of things a lot of different times. <laughs> um, that's my kind of long answer about that but <laughs> I can talk about this forever so how like deep do you get like besides like emotions or memories I mean do people like really connect with more than one past life or is it usually just like one that's specific um it depends like I do I do some shorter readings that are 20 minutes and we'll look at one life and kind of how it relates to your present life and your present lessons and then I'll do like our readings and we'll go a lot deeper and, you know, some people, they have specific, like, relationships they'll want to look at and be like, I don't understand why there's so much animosity and there's always been animosity and it doesn't make sense for this life. And then we'll look at it and we'll be like, wow, there's still energy left over from these conflicts that you had in these other lifetimes and, like, trying to clear that out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're like, you don't want to be dealing with all of that. And so, you know, it, it can be very kind of, like, healing for people. And I also just for people to see that they're on a bigger journey and to not kind of get stuck on the little things that are like happening in their lives and be like, I'm such a fuck up or like, you know, like, no, it's like, yeah, we're here to do hard things. Like life is can be really difficult. What's like the end goal then just to like learn yeah. everything we need to learn like, and be the, be the best first. I mean, um, it's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I, I, I like the concept of, I feel like being in a vehicle to learn lessons and be mirrors to one another is like a really, it's to me that just, it, it's comforting and it makes things make sense for me. I think that, you know, there's a reason that there's a lot of overlap between sort of psychology and like recovery and stuff like that, because I think they are really related. And I think that like the journey to more self-awareness, you know, is what we're here for, you know? Um, really. So I think whatever resonates with you as a tool to do that, um, and, you know, yeah, for us, it's things like half-life readings, clairvoyant readings. Um, oh, we definitely, I mean, I have to say, like, when we were thinking about, like, interesting experiences, like, I definitely feel like I had a past life with Erica. 
And I think we're actually living, I, we've had a couple yeah. for sure. One life, and I think um, an important one for us was we were both in Greece. And um, we, made, Long time. we definitely made out in a cave. I know that for sure. And we were both women. And um, I think it was... It's, it's important to remember that like, you can have people in your life that they're then in past life with them, but not in the same context. Yes. So, you know, you could be, you know, like my mother and I could have made an, an agreement that, you know, maybe I was her mother in a different past life. And mm-hmm. maybe we made an agreement, you know, that she was like, I want you to see what it's like to be the kid, you know? So we're going to come down um, and have this different relationship. Our souls or spirits or whatever, however we want to call it, are like, they stick together and go mm-hmm. through these lives. Yeah, it's called a soul group, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. Um, who is, so who do you think is in my soul group of, of those clowns? <laughs> I mean, I think Probably you, all all, you all are. I mean, what a situation, right? I mean, obviously, you know, Melissa and I were fans of the show. And so, you know, uh, I think we definitely watched it from that perspective of like, you know, when you think about like, y'all came from all different parts of the country, yeah. you know, and you all ended up in this situation that's pretty unusual i mean i know that like the restaurant bar industry is like pretty wild i never worked in it myself but i mean i think there's a lot of kind of wild characters and stuff like that but you know to be in this situation then you know where the producers would be oh this like group of people is especially entertaining like let's get this all together i don't know it it feels pretty we were a mess before the show we even started the show we were yeah just (laughs) but don't you think you're working on like karma together like karmic relationships i feel some of us feel that way yeah it doesn't mean you're gonna learn from them though right like you could be working it out like you could that's the thing is like you you could be like cool i'm gonna handle this next life because i'm not not gonna let it teach me you know you don't have to learn from it that's the thing there's no there's nothing that says you learn you can be like 90 years old and not learn anything i think there's definitely people on our show that are (laughs) not learning anything and still love them but yeah it's wild but um <laughs> I forgot, now I'm like I'm like what am I talking about here um no, okay oh I, I had some other questions about tarot so I know it can be as simple as like you say like in the morning you want to pull like a lesson and energy to bring into that day in those cards um just for people that don't even understand tarot I know that there are sometimes some people have said there to be rules that like you can't buy your own deck or you can't, or you should buy your own deck or what, what are those if, if for people that are just like, where do I even begin and how to procure a deck? Yes. I, I think it's funny that you mentioned that because when we met, Melissa was a person that believed that you couldn't buy your own deck. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> tarot decks, I was like, you can totally buy your own deck. Stop saying no. that. I've like really dropped a lot of rules. <laughs> and I mean, I'm so anti-rules, you know, in terms of like, especially with stuff like that. If you want a deck, like buy it. It's fine. And, you know, I think a big part of tarot and just like any magical practice is, again, it's like using it as a way to literally practice your intuition. That's it. It's like, you know, when you do, you know, yoga or whatever it is, it's like you want to take it off the mat, so to speak. And so... Um, you know, tarot is like, they're basically cards that are based on playing cards and they have images on them and there's a lot of different versions of them, but they're all just ways of kind of connecting to, you know, spirits. Some people feel like they're talking to guides. Some people feel like they're talking to their higher consciousness. 
Some people think they're just like, um, what are those called? Rorschach. I can't even say it. Rorschach. Oh my God, I'm not going to try to say it. <laughs> you know, where it's like, things like that. Like, where you'll see whatever you need to see. But it's just a way of kind of um, basically like asking questions of self reflection. And so, you know, we'll see in the media that it's like people will you know, pull cards and they'll get the death card and they're like, oh my God, it means I'm going to die. Yeah, I know some of them, are, they can be a little morbid. If it's facing you, it means one thing or it's facing away from you. It means yeah. the reverse of it. There's no rule. Sometimes the way I tend to like look at reversals is just that maybe there's a little resistance around mm-hmm. whatever I'm, you know, supposed to be learning either that I'm resisting the lesson or, you know, just that maybe there's resistance somewhere in general but I, I tend personally I tend to not take but I'm also not as great of a reader and I'm not as consistent of a reader so it's just sort of the reversals as another like layer that I'm like oh, I don't want to deal with that <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know a lot of times it's like spirit or whatever like the other realms kind of speak to us in pictures and so if you think about like a lot of people get messages from dreams you know or even daydreams you know um, and so kind of using the tarot is literally just a tool. It is just a piece of paper. Like you're putting your magic into it and your intention and, um, you know, seeing what you kind of pick up it either in your body or, you know, some people hear messages. Like we're all kind of in the same way that some people are visual learners and some people are like better at learning through hearing. It's like we all have senses that psychic senses that are a little bit more attuned. And so, yeah, some people might feel it in their body, a particular emotion. And so it's really just kind of like paying attention to the message. And obviously you can get a book. There's a million awesome books that have different interpretations, but, you know, just kind of like create your own. Like you can, you can learn and you can read, but it's, it's just other people's relationships with the book. I think that's what people just need is permission to be like, okay, now I'm going to let you like tap into your intuition. That's it. Like that's all that. Classes, and you just you know. don't have to feel weird about it. Like yeah. you just don't have to feel like it's the devil. You don't have to feel like, you know, like it's just literally like you can just feel like you are, yeah, using this tool to get to know yourself a little bit. Better. Totally. And a lot of people have to just get over that feeling of I'm making it up. I'm making it up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I We're mean, all making everything up. Everything, everything is made up. This whole system, up. like every system that we have in the world, we just decided to come to an agreement to be like, cool, we're going to believe in money. Yeah. Money is a piece of paper. We um, might really full on be in a simulation. We don't know what is real, what is made up. I mean, I think some people like will be very like mystified by tarot and like the whole thing. And they'll like really read into things and not in the way, but take it as like a fortune teller thing. Like this is what's going to happen or this is what's happening. And, and not as just like a guide or as a tool, like mm-hmm. you mentioned that it's like, it's and really not that. It's so disempowering to think that way. And I think a lot of people just very willingly want to give away their power to something else or someone else. Like, even if you go to a psychic reader, like I've honestly, I had people come to me that um, they're like, the psychic reader like told me that I'm never going to have children. And all I want is to have children. I'm like, that is such an irresponsible thing to say to someone. Or like, they'll tell them that you're, you know, you're going to break up with this person, like, whatever it is. And it's like, we have free will. You know, I think we're given, you know, a path to take in different paths, but it can keep shifting. And it's, you know, don't give away your power in that way. And I think using tarot as fortune telling, like, this is going to happen 
totally, yeah, it takes away the fact that you're making your life. You don't have to follow a particular path. So I know we didn't really talk about it much, but we were talking about the shop. So Eric owns House Witch, which is like one of the coolest stores I've ever been in. I mean, you're going to want everything when you go in this because there's everything from like candles and like decorative, like little pillows and and, like anything that you could want for your home. And it also really truly has the best energy. You will feel it the minute you walk in there and you do so many great things out of your shop, whether it's like the um, new moon. We we do a new and a full moon circle. We're doing one, obviously this Saturday, we've got like over a hundred people. Cause I mean, that's, that is one of the blessings is that you know I can really only comfortably fit 15 people basically like in the shop physically but now that we can do these virtually like I said we've got over like 100 people signed up for Saturdays so Um, do they just do this through the website which is housewitchshop.com housewitchstore.com housewitch housewitch.com will get you there too but housewitchstore.com H-A-U-S-W-I-T-C-H. That's a nod to my German ancestry. Yeah. And then there's a, you know, an events tab, a virtual event. Oh, yeah. We actually have a monthly community tarot salon too for people that are interested in either learning tarot or just practicing with other people where we do it on Zoom every month and we go over a particular card and then we have people literally like reading for each other in breakout rooms. And it's been so cool. Yeah, it's so fun. The, one of the best times I had in Tarot was when you came to the house that we were staying at and you we did like the workshop together. And it was like, I think everyone like had some cool breakthrough moments in that. So I mm. definitely want to come to that. And is that through Housewitch website or through your own? It's all through Housewitch. And then if you wanted to book a past life reading or we have a few other psychics in our psychic portal, um, which is also just right on the website. We just got a new website. It's very efficient. Should be pretty easy to find. I'm like trying to pull it up now. Yeah. So um, the events tab will get you to both the psychic portal and all of our virtual. Yeah. Um, we definitely have a few really cool events that are going to be coming up soon here. And yeah, I mean, the community around the shop that we've been able to form, you know, obviously in pre-COVID times, uh, actually in person. Um, we would do workshops and community events and everything from like political fundraisers to, you know, yeah, like psychic workshops and stuff like that. But uh, witchcraft, herbalism, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, now we're doing it online. And like I said, I mean, it's kind of cool because, you know, we can get people from all over the world now and so many more people. Yeah. And community is so important. Community I mean, it's so important, especially right now, mm-hmm. you know, um, if that's the one thing I really, you know, could stress is just like lean on your community, find a community. It's actually easier than ever now, surprisingly, and just really important for this moment. Yeah. Like, you know, Especially if you don't have people in your life that are quote unquote magical people or believe this stuff, it can be, you know, it can be really hard to kind of support yourself in that way. So yeah, finding, just being around people that, like believe this I, I've been running a lot of like virtual witch retreats and it's been so powerful for people just to kind of like you know learn together and just be able to talk about like what witchy stuff <laughs> together and just being magical and like talk about I saw spirits or I had this experience you know um I think we all have a lot of healing to do <laughs> around our own magic and it's just it really is just what we've kind of been taught 
you know, and it's hard to not think you're like a crazy person. Um, but you're not. <laughs> but you're not crazy. The system is crazy. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. So everyone needs to check out their websites, book a past life reading with Melissa. Where can they find you on social? So it's um, at House Switch for Erica and at, is it New Age Travel? Oh yeah, Now Age. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now.age, yeah. Well, thank you both so much. I know you have people to see a place to go, something like that. Um, but I want to thank you so, so much. I The minute it's actually somewhat semblance of normalcy. I want to come back to Salem and I'll make sure I come and see y'all. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is so fun. We were so excited that, you know, we could come on together. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. To see you again. It was such a treat. I mean, I have to say, I had no idea that you were coming that day. And I just (laughs) started teaching this workshop and I looked out and were in the crowd and I was like, oh my gosh. So that was really fun and such a treat. And I'm glad we got to connect again. Yeah, me too. Well, until the next time, thank you both. And yeah, have a good one. (laughs) Thank Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review. Follow along on social at Music Kills Kate and tune in next week for an all new episode.